0: I have another idea that I've been sitting on since like 2018 here we Um, go guys (laughs) you know all right welcome back to the thread the needle podcast I'm Matt I'm Jacqueline and thank you guys for hanging out with us again this is episode two Uh, if you listen to the first one and you're back thanks for coming back We're excited for what this will turn into. We have some fun things to talk about and some cool people to introduce you guys to over the coming weeks. And so, uh, yeah, we're excited to see where this goes. We're just having a good time with it. So um, Jack has been sick. Yes, so
1: you're probably going to hear more of Matt talking in this episode than me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Voice is a a little shaky, uh, but glad to have her back. So Yeah, here we go. Episode two. And we thought this would be still early in our podcasting journey. We feel like this would be a good time to jump into the topic of getting started. So it's a business idea, literally a podcast, um, a creative endeavor, a new career journey, whatever it is. Um, Just kind of taking those first few steps and putting action to it and actually getting started. I know that's it's tricky. Um,
1: So with that said, how did we get started?
0: Yeah, so, I mean, we had, you know, initial idea to start a fashion-related footwear-heavy brand. Um, If you don't know, the first business we started is a shoe brand called Marciante & Company. Uh, We'll put the link in the show notes if you want to check it out. But we had an idea to start a shoe line. um, And, you know, my dad had been in the footwear industry for a really long time. And so thankfully, we were privileged to have that resource that already had some connections and relationships to shoe factories. And he was able to kind of introduce us, um, you know, which really gave us a leg up and kind of a head start into the business, understanding the ins and outs of how the factories work, how production works, prototyping, getting samples made and choosing materials and all of that stuff. So, um, yeah, we had a crash course on footwear design and production pretty early on in the process. And a lot of people probably would not get that same experience. And so, um, yeah, I mean, that's how we started. But I think most of the time when people have an idea, they're not going to have, you know, a good mentor or an expert to kind of guide them where they need to go right away.
1: So people who don't have that, how would you encourage them to start?
0: Um, Yeah, I think having a vision is more important than having a plan in the beginning. So, um, yeah, I think really thinking about it and kind of letting yourself dream, looking at other people around you who've done something similar, even if it's not exactly the same as what you want to do, Like, you have to draw inspiration from somewhere. And so I think having that vision for even if it's like best case scenario, you know, this is where I would love to be someday. I think that's really important because it gives you something to focus on. Um, and then you can kind of let that be a driving motivation, even in the times when um, you might not know what the next step is uh, specifically, it will give you the motivation to figure it out, you know, cause you'll think, Hey, if I want to be like these people, at some point they were in this same position and, they found a way. So if they found a way, you know, I can find a way. So, but I think that motivation is the biggest thing to latch onto. Um, And then after that, honestly, it's, it's research.
1: That's really good. So with that said, do you feel like when people start, they kind of think too much on if their family and friends are going to support them? Like what is the first thing that they need to focus on?
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, before you even get to like the support part of it, you have to have the like working business model, right? Like how do you, um, how do you structure the business? Um, is it going to be a website? Which website provider do you choose? Um, how are you going to grow? How Are you going to get the word out? What is your branding going to be like? There's a lot of different steps. Um, and again, I think, That like vision is really important. The motivation is really important Um, because along with that vision, it will kind of grow and turn into this is what I want it to look like. This is what I want it to feel like and sound like. And that helps you be able to pull in the details like, um, you know, what is it going to be called? What is the logo going to look like? What are the colors that I'm going to use? And then you have your brand identity. Um, You know, what platforms are we going to be on? How how are we going to sound whenever we're talking, when we're writing? Like, what is the copy going to sound like? And then that helps you have the style guide. So along like the brand identity and the style guide, now you know how it looks and feels and sounds. And you're able to start writing copy, whether it's for your website or social media posts or things like that. And so it really starts to snowball. The momentum picks up and then, you know, choosing a platform. When you're first getting started, there's no right or wrong answer necessarily because just getting started is the most important part so like if you're building an online store for example i'm gonna say shopify is Mm -hmm. you know the best solution but there's a lot of other solutions that would work just fine like on your first day so um i think that is a big mental hurdle that you want it to be as good as possible from day one but it doesn't have to be perfect Mm -hmm. on day one it's more important for it to just exist Um, You have to walk before you can run. You have to crawl before you can walk. And so just taking that first initial step towards doing anything is more important than it being perfect and totally polished and clean like when you first push it out there. I know a lot of (laughs) artists and creatives are going to disagree with me on that Uh, and would push back. But from a business standpoint, from an entrepreneurship standpoint, it's... It's the reality, like just getting started is more important than it being perfect because you can continue improving it later.
1: I think that's really good. Just starting with what you have, coming up with a clear plan and then figuring out what your values are for like what you're trying to put out there. So, yeah, that's really good.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can be a case study for myself, you know, because we have a couple of businesses that we're a few years in on and, you know, we're growing and improving and making changes like all the time. But I have another idea that I've been sitting on since, like, 2018. Here we um, go, guys. <laughs> you know, um, but I haven't done anything with it. You know, it's been six years now, and it's still just an idea because I'm waiting for it to be perfectly crafted in my mind, you know, before I, like, take a step forward. So,
1: well, uh, we started four of whatever ideas that you have. Like, think about it. We started Marsante & Company, Mission Leather Co., We started our podcast even after like four years of you wanting to start it. And then you started pretty decent marketing. You have that on the side as well, which most people don't even know about.
0: Yeah. Surprise. (laughs) If you didn't know about that yet, it's been pretty low key. So uh, not really promoting it a ton. But yeah, I just I like helping people and, you know, I love to share what I've learned. And so I feel like both the marketing like consulting side and this podcast have come from a place of just a byproduct of what I've learned and how I've grown over the years. Like the things that we've both learned from experience.
1: Yeah. I think going back, one thing we would tell ourselves is not everything has to look and feel perfect. And I think once you have like your vision, like you said, and you put yourself out there, people are going to actually fall in love with you as a person and your vulnerability versus more so the product or the service that you're trying to sell. I think if people can relate to you as a human, that's what people are going to um, fall in love with. And then the product and or the service will kind of come into play. So,
0: yeah, I mean, as long as your if your product or service is quality then yeah, just being yourself and being as transparent or vulnerable as possible and letting people see your personality, that's going to sell the products.
1: Going back to that question, when people start and they want their family and friends to be just as hype about like what you're putting out there, what you're inventing. Talk about that because I feel like we went through that initially when we first started. And I think, you know, if you don't really have a plan for your customer base, you're kind of going in um, a little bit blindsided because then feelings are involved and you're not really setting yourself up for success. So talk through what people can do differently, because let's be real, friends and family are not going to be your customer base.
0: Yeah, it's kind of a it's a double edged sword because in the beginning, you want and need that support from your friends and family. Like it's really important to help your confidence. It gives you motivation. It's very encouraging, um, especially because you're in such a vulnerable place as a creator, you know, stepping out and making your project public for the first time. It's pretty nerve wracking and you can't help but desire at least some form of approval. Right. Like even if you're not the kind of person that craves approval from other people all the time when you put a project out to the public that is what you're hoping to see is some people accept it and approve it um and so that initial wave of friends and family support is really important for that reason and even depending on what your business is that initial little bump of cash flow you know is important too like to help you fund some of the other things that you're trying to do in your business um but yeah, I think you're right. I think that wave is pretty short lived or can be. Um, And that can't be your only focus. Like if your target audience is your immediate social circle, you're thinking way too small. Mm -hmm. Um, and the reality is like you could go months or years at a time selling products without seeing someone that, you know, buy something if you're building a successful business. And so, You know, you just have to know it's not always going to be your friends and family buying stuff. If your goal is to scale and become a business that's like a substantial size. Yeah. So you have to decide early on. Yeah. Who is going to be your widespread target audience? And then use your friends and family as more of like a testing ground or like a celebration.
1: Everyone like supporting you is going to look different. Some people are going to buy your product or buy your service. Some people are gonna post about it. Some people are gonna write a review. Everyone's support looks different. And I think once you kind of mentally know that, I think it will be a breeze because it's just not the same for everyone.
0: Yeah, and it's, it can definitely be uh, a challenge. You know, it's easier said than done. Like, hey, don't focus on your friends and family all the time. Like, number one, because it's fun. Like, you care about those people. And, you know, it's fun to develop things or create things with people that you know and care about. Um, and then you want them to like what you're making also. You know, like but then it, not everyone, it feels good.
1: Not everyone's going to like what you're putting out there. Right. You know, not all of our friends and family are going to like our products. And right. that's OK. Like you can't get your feelings heard about that because at the end of the day, they're not going to be your number one customer.
0: Base. For sure. And that's what you have to get over. Um And like I said, it's easier said than done, especially early on when you don't have a lot of customers and most of the customers are probably people that, you know, um, but it's something that you have to mentally get past like as quickly as you can. And I think early on, you know, my toxic trait was I would go read every review and (laughs) see who like unsubscribed from our email list and stuff. And you just can't do that because again, like you can't put that expectation on people. You know, now when we send out email newsletters, it's not for everybody and I you can't get offended if someone doesn't like the content that you're putting out and they unsubscribe right. uh, even if it is someone that you know or someone that's really close to you um, now if they market as spam I absolutely <laughs> will go track them down and be like hey what are you doing to me right now uh, no I'm just kidding but unsubscribing like not buying your products and not liking something, you can't get your feelings hurt. As a business owner, as a creative, you got to have thick skin and just know that you're not making it for everybody.
1: So talk about this. Now that we're seven years in as entrepreneurs and business owners, if there's something that you would like look back on, would there be anything that you would do differently when planning and starting, um, our business?
0: Um, it's hard to answer that question because it was a little chaotic getting started um, because we got started so fast. Uh, I mean, it was like definitely less than a year, you know, process from having the idea to actually kicking it off. Um, so in theory, I think, you know, wisdom would probably say slow down and take your time on some of the details before starting um but watching how it happened in real time i also think that if we had waited longer we might not have actually done it yeah so that's why it's tough to answer that um cuz like sometimes you have to go against what conventional wisdom says and uh we just went for it yeah. you know it kind of felt like jumping off a cliff at times and hoping that we could fly before we got to the bottom um but we did it i mean we put the product out there it wasn't perfect um put our website out there it wasn't perfect our social media wasn't perfect like our you know we didn't stick to our our style guide like for our branding guidelines and everything like we made a ton of mistakes along the way yeah um but we actually put it out there and you know it gave us feedback in real time that helped us grow pretty quickly and adapt pretty quickly and um you know, you make mistakes, you learn, you evolve, you get better, and so I don't know, I guess yes and no, I would in some areas, I would like to say that I would do it differently, but seeing where we are now like i I don't know that I would want to change it,
1: yeah, I feel like we're still trying to figure it out with website, social media, marketing, yeah, it's all gonna be a learning process, and we're always gonna continually learn as we grow and as we evolve. So it always
0: changes too. I mean, it all changes so fast that even people who are experts are, if they don't adapt and evolve, then they're not experts for very long because things change so fast. And so that's another reason to just, just step out there and just try it. Because even if something's working a specific way right now, doesn't mean that it's always going to work that way. So you might as well just jump into the stream and, be along for the ride and figure it out along the way. Just like all of us.
1: Yeah. What would be like your advice to someone with worrying about so many people's comments about, you know, is this going to work? Is this going to be successful?
0: Yeah. It's hard because, you know, you want it to be as clean cut as like, I have one person that I trust. Let me ask them their thoughts And it's either thumbs up or thumbs down. And you fully trust them enough to take that advice. But it's not that simple. Um, And even some of the people who care about you the most and they want to see you do well or they care about your well-being the most still don't have the same intentions and plans as you. Mm -hmm. So for example, like if I have someone I really trust and I know that they love and care about me and they want the best for me and they want to help me make smart decisions. If they don't think like an entrepreneur, then every single thing that I say is going to sound crazy to them and it's going to sound too risky and not conservative enough and not safe enough. So we're just still not going to align on everything. And so I think it's a matter of taking bits and pieces of advice and thoughts and, you know, input and wisdom and concern. Um, but then ultimately you have to process it through your own filter and decide what's best for yourself. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't give you an excuse to go, you know, do something reckless and just ignore what everyone says. I'm saying you, you take the feedback, you take the concern from people that you trust and care about but you have to process it for yourself and decide, does that fit the goals that I have for my life and for myself and then make a decision. Yeah. I love
1: that. It's always um, interesting for me because coming from the Indian culture, I'm sure you have so many stories about that. (laughs) Like me starting completely something out of the norm and not taking like the safe route of like, a nine to five job, whether that's being in healthcare or being in business or being an engineer. Like I'm sure I had a lot of people look at me like I was crazy. You're your number one supporter and you're also your number one overthinker and second guessing yourself. So I think the more you believe in yourself, the more we drown out the noises Mm. that are coming from wherever.
0: Yeah. The belief in yourself and the confidence is as cliche as it is, ultimately that's the most important thing and taking your first step.
1: That's what's going to get you through.
0: Yeah. I feel Um, like, I feel like we can spend another full episode (laughs) just talking about, um, your background and. Yes. That's going to be
1: like a whole nother episode.
0: Barriers broken and stepping out of expectation and, you know, all of those kind of things. And so, yeah, I think we'll save that. I feel like this is probably a good stopping point for, yeah, the get started conversation. Um, I'm really excited for next week though. Next week's episode will be really cool. That's our uh, women's history month kickoff.
1: We have some surprise guests. It's going to be amazing.
0: Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. So yeah, thank you guys for joining us again on the thread the needle podcast. Uh, Make sure that you subscribe, leave us a review if you don't mind. That's super helpful for us. And then, yeah, we'll put links in the show notes. Um, If you are listening to this, you can also watch the video on YouTube. Um, Also check us out on social media and we will put links to uh, Marciante and Company so you can check out the shoes. Um, But, yeah, appreciate you guys and we'll see you next time.
1: Thanks, guys.